chapter 5 today, looking in verse number 8 in just a few moments. And for some of you might say, well, where, where exactly do I turn to get there? A couple of ways. Uh, go to the middle of your Bible and hang a hard right, or you can go all the way to the, to the far right of your Bible and take a soft left, and you will run into the book of Ephesians. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 8. Um, while you're uh, turning there, just to kind of give you some idea of where we're going today, the, the message today is entitled, Shine, and it's talking about being a light. And uh, one thing that's that all of us end up doing in life is we all have to make decisions about certain things all throughout life. And, and so some of us have some interesting approach approaches as to how we make decisions. There are some people who just want to give them, get them over with. You know, we don't like to mess with it, so we say, I'll just make a snap judgment. So we, we make a quick decision. And then there are others of us who uh, like to base our decisions off of feelings and say, well, this feels right, it feels good, and so I'm just going to, you know, even though I don't have any information, I'm just going to base my decisions off of what I, what I feel like is a good thing to do. And what I've discovered is as we make decisions like this, is that oftentimes we make decisions that we regret. And uh, since our message today is talking about being in the light, being able to shine, uh, I really think there are a lot of us, we make a lot of decisions in darkness. And so whenever we're not informed and we make decisions in darkness, we end up making decisions that we regret for a long time. Uh, just an example of this is there was a farmer who, this tight-fisted farmer, saw one of his workers coming back during the night carrying a lantern, burning oil. And he said, he's such a cheapskate, he went over to him and said, what are you doing burning that oil? He said, I mean, you're wasting money. He said, well, I, was just, I went over to my girlfriend's just to say hello to her and I needed to see he said, you don't need a light to go over to our house. He said, you could have made your way over there in the dark. He said, I used to always do all my courting in the dark. I'd go see my wife. I never used the lantern. And the young man looked at him and said, yeah, look what you got. Now, uh, you know, anytime you make decisions in the dark, sometimes it ends up haunting you for the rest of your lives. And so the idea here today is that when we make decisions, whenever we choose a course of action, a path in life, is that we want to be enlightened. You know, we want to walk in the light of our God and the leadership that he gives. And today in our scripture, that's exactly what Paul does. Paul points out to the Ephesian church the importance of them walking in the light of Jesus. And you might say, well, what exactly does that mean? And it's my hope that we'll have a better understanding of, of walking in the light by the time we get to the end of this. But just in, in general, whenever you speak of light, that typically represents goodness. And whenever you speak of being in the dark, that speaks of being evil. Um, surely there are those of you who've seen Star Wars. Y'all remember Darth Vader? You know, what, what color was his outfit? It was, he was not wearing a white suit. It was darkness, and it just showed that he was from you know, the evil empire. Well, that's sort of the idea that we have here. There is light, which represents Jesus, and there is dark, which represents Satan. And so if you have your Bible, look with me in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. And as, as hopefully if you found it by this point, if you're not, keep looking. Uh, background information here. Paul was the guy who helped start the church in Ephesus. And whenever he went there, he ministered there for three years. It was the longest place that he ministered at one time. And so Ephesus was very special to, in Paul's heart. 
Um, he left there after three years, went and started other churches. As usual, he got in trouble. I uh, got in trouble because he was really serious about his walk with God. They throw him in jail. And uh, while he's in jail, Paul writes a letter to the church in Ephesus. And he tells them, said, hey guys, I know I'm in prison, but y'all need to be sure to stand firm in your faith. Why? Because the world we live in is dark. And the world needs to see the light of God. So they will know the kind of life and be able to access the kind of life that God wants them to have. And as I look in this scripture, I'm, I'm always amazed at how the Bible still applies today. Have y'all, have y'all noticed? I'm, I'm sure you do. Have you know, We still live in a world that has darkness in it, right? And we live in a world that has evil in it, and our world is in need of seeing the light of God. How, the, how are people going to be able to see it? Now, I don't mean to put a lot of pressure on you, but if they're going to see the light of God, they're going to see it through the church, through believers, through followers of God. And so today I just want to point out to you a few benefits that come with being in the light of God, being in Jesus' light. Now, now what are some benefits of being in the light? Now, some of them are just, I think these are really just some, some pretty logical things that you can conclude and discover in our text. First benefit of being in the light is the light reflects off of you. When you're in light, light can reflect off of you. Now look with me in verse number 8. It says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now, if you have your Bible, I want you to kind of hang with me in this verse. You can look up on the screen. I want you to notice here, it says, you were in darkness. That's what Paul is talking to or telling the Ephesian church here. And I think it's interesting to note that Paul did not say that you were around darkness He didn't say that you were uh, of the darkness. What did Paul say? You are darkness. Uh, This is not, uh, as far as most psychologists today would go, they would not say this was very positive of Paul. Paul did not say, man, I know there's a lot of bad junk in this world. Paul says, hey, you know what? You are are of the evil order. You know, uh, all of us in our nature are a bunch of Darth Vader's. And that's kind of frightening whenever you realize that. You might might say, well, what is he talking about here? He says, you are darkness? Yeah. Guys, in our very nature, we rebel against God. It is is not in my nature. And, And if you don't, this might be a surprise to you. It's not in your nature either to be obedient to God. Our nature is to go after the least common denominator in life. Uh, that's why Paul said back in Ephesians chapter 2, you are by nature objects of God's wrath. Totally contrary to our, what our world says about us today. Our world today says we're just fine. Our world today says that we're good people. At our very core, we're good. But that's not what Scripture says. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond care. Who can understand it? So if our basic condition is to rebel against God, to be darkness, my question is, is there a cure for that? You know, I mean, how do I get out of that? Well, whenever you enter into a dark room, how do you, how do you eliminate the darkness? You turn on a light, right? 
John light is no longer dark. Now, inside of us, there is not a light switch. I, mean, I can't just say, well, I know that my nature, that I rebel against God, so I'm just going to turn this little light switch that I have on the inside of my body, and then all of a sudden I'm going to be in light. That's not the way that it works. The way that it works is that I have to allow the light of Jesus to shine on me. I put myself in a place where God's light, where Jesus' light can shine on me. Where's that coming from? Jesus said in John 8, 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Have you all heard of that before? Jesus said, I, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. So if you follow me, Jesus said, you're not going to be in darkness. But you will have the light of life. Uh, y'all, I love history and context, and so I'm just going to share this with you briefly. When Jesus said this, when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, I think this is really neat. He said this during the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, which is, you know, whatever. I have no idea what that means, so I had to look it up. At the Feast of Tabernacles, what they did is they had, they put up these huge torches around the temple. 20 gallons of oil would be uh, put placed in each one of these candelabras, and they would light the wick, and it would light up the temple area. And so it's during this feast that basically Jesus comes out and he says, you think that's something? Those big old candles they got there? They light up the temple. And Jesus says, but me? He said, I light up the world. So I just thought that was cool. So that has nothing to do with our text today. But I just wanted to tell you what, what, he, what he was talking about whenever he said that. But the idea here is that whenever we are in the light of Jesus he reflects off of us, and the world is able to see Jesus. It's sort of like the moon. The moon on its own does not have its own source of light. How does the moon shine? It reflects the light of the sun. But, you know, there's only one time whenever the moon is not able to reflect the light of the sun. It's during an eclipse. You know what happens during an eclipse? It's when the world gets in the way of the sun. And I thought, I said, that is a great little theological lesson there. When the world gets in the way of the sun, we cannot reflect the light of the sun. And for many of us, we've allowed the things of this world to interfere between us and God. Therefore, we do not reflect the goodness of God, we do not reflect the light of God. You see, all we've been called to do is to simply reflect the light of Jesus so that the world can see not us, but so that they'll see who Jesus is. Because whenever Jesus shines off of us, guys, people take notice because the power of Jesus changes people. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. It says, the old is gone, behold, the new has come. Now, what, what, are, what are some benefits of being in the light? First one... The light reflects off of you. But there's another benefit of being in the light, and that is that light enables you to grow. Whenever you're in the light of Jesus, it enables you to grow. Now, I want you to look in verses 9 and 10 with me. It says, For the fruit of the light results in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, discerning what is pleasing to the Lord. I want to go back to... Uh, to your probably middle school years in science. And I was, I, you know, I'm terrible in science, but I, do y'all remember the term photosynthesis? Do y'all remember that? 
I did not remember it until, you know, our kids, since I do all the homework with our children at the house, uh, I was uh, reminded of photosynthesis. It's the process of converting light energy into chemical energy. And so whenever a plant is in the light, that light energy is converted into chemical energy, and it allows the plant to grow. And if that's not right, just act like it is. But that's what I, that's what I read about it. Now, for the plant to grow, that means it has to be in the light, right? Does that make sense? I mean, you don't ever take, you know, you don't get a, a seed, put it in the ground, water it, and then stick it in a dark room. If you do that, it, it ain't going to grow. It's not going to happen. Same thing is true spiritually. If we remain in the darkness, we do not have the opportunity to grow. We have to have the light shining on us so that we will, so that we will grow. They might say, well, what are some evidences that my life is actually in the light of Jesus, in the light of God's teachings and commands. Paul tells us. He says, this is some of the stuff that will be a part of your life whenever you are in the light of God. Look with me uh, back in verse number, let's see, verse number 9. It tells us what the fruit of the light is. It says it results in goodness, righteousness, and truth. If you're in the light of God, you're following him. These are some things that will be a part of your life. Now, look, we can take a look at each one of those. It says, your life will be marked by goodness. What is goodness? Well, the term that's used in our text, it's referencing doing things willingly and sacrificially for others. Not being selfish, but looking out for other people to serve them. Now, there's times whenever say, I do that, serve people. But whenever I begin to look at motives, sometimes, I, sometimes my, my motives are serving people, hoping that maybe they'll serve me back. You know, sometimes it's serving people so that maybe I can benefit. You know, one of, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, what are friends for if you can't use them? Right? Now, is that, is that, is that a selfless attitude? Absolutely not. If your life is marked by the goodness of God, then you're going to be a selfless person. Serving others. What's another mark that we have? Well, if you, again, if you look back in verse number 9, it says that you'll also have righteousness. What does it mean to be righteous? And for those of you in the 80s, it does not mean, man, that was righteous. It's not what it's talking about here. What does it mean to be righteous? The word righteous is very simple. It means to live your life with integrity. To live and behave in such a way that will be pleasing to God. You see, whenever we become followers of God and we submit ourselves to Him, our lives become different. He says your life will be marked with truth. What does that mean? It means you're going to be a person of your word. It means you're going to be honest. Now, if, if you don't have these evidences in your life, it means you're not in the light. Because whenever you're in the light, you grow. A natural byproduct of being in the light is that you will have Growth. Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty, by their fruit you will recognize them. And this is y'all, this is really logical to me. How can you tell if a if a, a, a tree is an apple tree? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna have apples hanging off of it. If it's got bananas, it's not an apple tree. You say that you're a follower of God and that you're in his light, and yet your life is not marked by these things. What does that say about us? 
more than likely, it says you're not who you say you are because Jesus said by what you produce in your life, people will recognize you. Growth is a natural byproduct of being in a relationship with Jesus. Now, are you growing in your walk with God? Uh, there's a man who said that one of the most popular exotic fishes people buy for their aquariums are sharks. That surprised me. I thought it'd be some of those little, you know, rainbow-looking fish, a parrotfish or something. The most popular fish people get for their tanks are sharks. And he said sharks grow in proportion to the size of the tank that they're in. Did you know that? I had no idea. So if you have a small tank, he said you can have a fully developed, mature shark that's only eight inches long. He said, but if you take that same shark and you throw him in the ocean, he'll grow to his full potential of eight feet long. It just all depends on the size of the tank that he's in. The same thing is true with us in our walk with God. If we do not allow, if we exclude the leadership of God from our lives, we are placing ourselves in a very finite world and we will never become or reach the potential that we have whenever our lives are invested in Jesus. You see, whenever we allow ourselves to be under the leadership of Jesus, we are putting ourselves in a much bigger tank. You can experience forgiveness You can experience healing. You can experience joy and the knowledge of having eternal life. See, the occurrence of growth in your life is a sign that you belong to our God. 1 John 2.3 says, We know that we've come to know him if we obey his commands. All right, so what are some benefits of being in the light? The light reflects off of you. The second thing I want you to see is light enables you to grow. And this is the final one. Light exposes pitfalls in your life. The benefit of being in the light is light shows you where not to step. Uh, Look in verse number 11. Don't participate in fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them for it's shameful even to mention what's done by them in secret. Everything... Now, y'all, this is an important one. Everything exposed in the light is made clear. Y'all see that? For what makes everything clear is light. Therefore, it said, get up, sleep, and rise from the dead, and the Messiah will shine on you. One of the great benefits of being in the light is you see where the obstacles are, right? If you're walking in the light, you can see all the stuff where you can stub your toe, where you can mess up, fall off the path. But when you're in the darkness, you can't see the stuff. How many of y'all, those of you who are parents, do y'all tell your parents, or I mean not your parents, do you tell your children to pick up their toys before they go to bed at night? Any of y'all ever do that or have done that in the past? I never understood that when I was a kid. And the reason why is because I thought, why am I putting this stuff up? Because tomorrow morning, I'm going to pull it right back out. And so I was all about Efficiency. And so, you know, I was like, hey, listen, I'm trying to be efficient, Mom. Just let me leave it out, and that way I don't have to keep pulling it out. It's already on the floor, and I can play with it. Okay, now that I have children, and whenever they were younger, I figured out what the deal was. The deal is, when you leave all that stuff in there, and if you're a parent like I was, which is, you know, wondering what's going on in your kid's room at night, I would would go in there when they were little, and I would open the door and peek in there. And, you know, I I just have a tendency to... 
uh, to, yeah, to, I guess to, to worry. That's not a, that's not a, a great trait. Just to let y'all know that. But uh, I would look in there and I'd see my kids. And of course, they're asleep. But I'd look in there and wonder, are they dead? You know, it was like they're not moving. And so I'd look at my kids and I'd sit there. And I mean, you can ask Gail. I mean, I do. I just, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just bizarre. So I'd look at my kids and I was like, I don't see them moving. And then I'd, you know, I'd try to sneak in the room, and I'd give them the old breath test. Y'all do that? Stick your hand underneath their nose and, you know, try to feel if it, oh, okay, okay, he's alive. Or if they weren't moving, or if I couldn't feel their breath, and I'd just sort of nudge them and try to make them stir. But what happened is when I'd walk, I'd, of course I would never turn on the light because it's, I don't want to wake them up if they happen to be awake. Uh, so I would, I'd go in there, and I'd walk in the room, and I cannot tell you how many times I impaled my feet on Hot Wheels, uh, with my son Glenn, with all of his garbage out there, Transformers, I've killed many a Transformer. Uh, walking into Janie's room and her having dolls and, uh, and Janie, you still need to clean up your room, honey. Uh, you go in there and she's got this stuff just laying out and I have crushed many a Barbie's head. I hate Barbie dolls. I'm all for just lining them up and shooting them. It would be great. But you, know, you step on all that stuff. Now, if the light was on... Would that would I have a problem? No. Why? Because I'd see that stuff, and I'd be able to avoid it. That's why God wants us to walk in the light. Because y'all, there's a lot of pitfalls and obstacles in our world that cause us to stumble and fall. And some of us think, well, they're really not that big of a deal. Let me tell you something, guys. The the stuff of this world devastates people's lives. It devastates marriages. Devastates your relationship with God. You may say, what kind of pitfalls are you talking about? The stuff Paul mentions in chapters 4 and 5. I mean, he pulls out a lot of different things that are obstacles in those two chapters. What are some of the obstacles that we have? Well, he tells us that one of the obstacles is, is deceit. He tells us that it's immorality. He tells us that there's bitterness, wrath, anger, slander, malice, impurity, greed, filthiness, Coarse jesting, covetousness, and idolatry. But when you're in the light, you know this stuff will cause you to trip and fall. It will cause you to stumble. And whenever you're in the light, what else does light do? It exposes. And so as we walk in the light, one of our jobs as believers as we're walking in the light is to expose all the stuff that can cause us to stumble. So believers, we ought to hold each other accountable. Now, I'm not saying that we're supposed to be the Gestapo, but we're to love each other enough to point out obstacles. You know, if, I, if I'm walking along and there's a big nail sticking straight up out of the ground, and you see it and you don't tell me, and I step on it, I'm, I'm going to think you're a jerk. So that wasn't nice. You know, I hope you step on a nail. You know, I mean, but if, if you see a nail, I want you to point it out to me. And believers, our job is to point out the impurities in this world to the people that are around us, the people that we love and that we care for, not because we're trying to be holier than thou, but because we want them to be safe. We want them to understand that when you walk in darkness, that it destroys and that it hurts. You see, a natural byproduct of being in the light is you see you're able to see. Now, what are the benefits of being in the light? Light reflects off of you. People don't need to see more of us. They need to see more of Jesus. What's the benefit of the light? It enables you to grow. And light exposes life's pitfalls. Now, 
we'll close with this. Are you in the light or are you in the dark? Because if you're in the light, there's some natural things that you're going to see that's a part of your life. You're going to see growth in your life. You're going to see righteousness and truth being a part of who you are. And some of you might say, you know what, I don't see that. I think I'm still mired down in darkness. What can I do? One of my favorite parts about this text is Paul says, you were darkness. The key word, if we focus on darkness, the next one now we need to focus on is were. They were no longer in darkness. Used to be. But they got freedom from it. How? With Jesus. Jesus.